Inspires Beauty Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Bergio. And if you're new to joining us on this podcast, I want to invite you to take a moment, hopefully just sit down and listen to this podcast versus staying in the busyness of uh, doing two things at once, because this is an episode you're going to want to go inward, listen, and really try to connect to the messages that we're bringing to you. I know I talk a lot about strategic business stuff. And while that's all great, if you don't have the core as to what makes you tick and lights you up and gets you in flow, all of that other stuff is for nothing. So today I want to bring you guys a special guest and a dear friend of mine that I've had the honor to watch grow into this epic space that she's uh, continued to build upon. Um, She is someone who anytime I talk to, my soul just gets lit up and I'm like, whatever you're doing, I want more of it. I want to be in your space. Um, So Megan Weir is your spiritual and embodiment coach, literally. She is the founder of the Soul Alchemy Collective, and she focuses on somatic embodiment practices, which create a safe, trauma-informed transitional container to support individuals like us along their healing journey and returning home to their highest selves. Because like I said, if we are not in that space, we cannot necessarily create from a good place. Utilizing ancient and modern healing tools and self-inquiry, Megan's signature coaching method combines neuro-linguistic programming, NLP, if some of you know what it is, somatic embodiment practices and proven business strategies that empower individuals to trust their body's wisdom, awaken their highest self and embody their infinite potential within their life and business. Can we get an amen? Oh, Megan, welcome to the show, my dear friend. Oh, thank you. I'm flooded with shivers. I just love being in your energy. So grateful to be here with you. I feel the same way. And I love that you've gone down this path in your journey to learn all of these things to then be able to help people connect back to themselves in order to have the life that they have been searching for or to get unstuck from the things that haven't been serving them. And you've created a few ways that people can work with you now over the years, but honestly, like we have to meet people with where they're at. Right. So I want to go back and kind of share your story because your story is so powerful and really creates like for me, when people work with you, it's like knowing who they're working with and, and why this work is so important and how transformational it really can be. Because no matter who's listening right now and where you guys are all at, um, there's always work that we can do. There's things that we get stuck with, the stories that we're telling ourselves, the reasons why we can't have the things we say we want, or we can't create the business that we say we want, or we can't have the relationships that we say we want with ourselves, with our family, with whomever. Um, and, and you're here to share that there's a different way and that we can choose. Um, so can you walk us through a little bit of your backstory of whatever you want to share with the peeps? Yeah, well, um, I'll, I'll do my best to fast track it. But growing up, I was like highly sensitive, highly intuitive. And some things happened, which made me choose to disconnect from my body and I learned to disconnect and dissociate very easily. And so through that, I developed an eating disorder and I was bulimic for 18 years. And, you know, there was glimpses of hope where I felt that I would be able to come back to a place of safety within myself. And then fear took over, didn't feel safe within my body. It just felt too overwhelming. And so I would just go back to that place of disconnection and, Fast track, I kept getting the glimmer of hope and I was in nursing school and um, 
my dad asked me when I graduated, like, why are you not applying for work? And I just said, you know, I broke down. I said, I can't help anybody until I help myself. And so that is where I started to really do some deep diving. Um, I went to work with my first counselor and they said that my eating disorder was too extreme, so they couldn't help me. So you can imagine what that did for me. Then I applied to go to an eating disorder clinic and I was told that my eating disorder wasn't that severe. So again, spiral, spiral, spiral. And so that led me to start working in different modalities. And I started working with various healers. I started working with somatic, um, a somatic therapist. And then I got into network marketing, which then got me into the world of coaching. And honestly, when I started working with my first coach, I was like blown away by how quickly I was able to move beyond that place of feeling stressed and stagnant and stuck, you know? And um, yeah, that, that event, that experience working with that coach just really kind of ignited something in me that I felt, you know, if this is what's possible for me, then I want to support other people in coming home to themselves because I made a promise to myself that once I was able to start to get onto my healing journey and come back to my truth, come back to my center, that I would do everything in my power to support others on their journey. So that's kind of what led me to where I am today. And here we are. Oh my gosh. Thank you for sharing that story with us. Cause I know so many people can find themselves in you sharing that vulnerable story with us. And it's like, I know there's so many layers to it. And that was like the really, really like short version. And I hope to read your book one day. Um, but we all have things that have led us to the decisions that we make now. And they're the reasons why a lot of us feel out of alignment or unfulfilled or stuck or frustrated. And we, tell ourselves stories where we just chop it up to like, this is how it is, or circumstances led me to this. And I had no, you know, say in it. And I'm, I'm here without any real responsibility that I can make a change. And, you know, you may have tried to seek out help, or you may have been told things weren't that bad, or that they were worse than they were. Like, what a, what a juxtapose of like one person telling you it was so bad, they couldn't help you. And then one person telling you that it's not that big of a deal. Like, I'll never forget one time I told a friend of mine, and if you guys know me and you listen to this podcast by now, I said to him in a vulnerable way, I feel like I'm depressed. And he looked at me like, I knew he meant with love, like, no, you're not. But he couldn't even hold space enough to be like, well, what do you mean? Like what's coming up? What would make you use that word rather than I feel stuck or frustrated or upset or like whatever. And I was like, for the first time ever acknowledging, I think this is what depression looks like for me. And even though I could still pretend on the outside to be totally fine and great because I was trained as a child, that's how you, that's how you show up. It was, it was someone telling me I didn't have that. That almost made me lean more like, why am I feeling like that? And like similar for you, I sought out ways that I could get help in a way that, okay, that, that he was the wrong person to share that with, but it was fine. And I think that's where sometimes we have to recognize like, it isn't a one size fits all. You don't try something once. And if it doesn't work, you're like, oh, well, it's like with the business, same with getting help and with getting guidance. Like 
it, it, it's so powerful when you're able to just like have somebody work through the things that you need help with based off of where you are right then and there. Like, do we need to go back? Do we need to go? So there's so, there's so many things that you've learned that have now been able to guide you to be the guide for so many people. So I don't even know where to start because we gave a list of all the things that you do. But one of the words that comes up a lot that I, I didn't know what it meant was somatic. You hear about somatic breath work, somatic release, somatic trauma. Can you talk us through like what that means and, and what would be the difference between, oh, I'm just doing regular therapy or I'm doing quote, regular breath work or whatever. Like what's the difference with the somatic? Yeah. So through our events and experiences, we, there's like big trauma, there's little trauma, right. And our body holds on to the trauma. So I don't know if you've ever heard of the book body keeps the score. There's, there's an abundance of books around um, trauma and how your body holds on to it. And if your body holds on to this trauma as a memory to protect yourself. So if you feel that you are being activated, your body responds like this isn't safe. So you get into that fight, flight, freeze state, which is supporting you, your nervous system, but it also is in a place of you aren't understanding because it's your body letting you know that it's not safe, but in your mind, you don't necessarily understand why. Mm -hmm. So with somatics, it's beautiful because it's really working on releasing the energy that your body's been been holding on to as a safety blanket, if you will. So talk therapy is amazing. I mean, I am a coach and it's so powerful, but if we aren't getting into our bodies, then we're only going to be able to move so far, right? So it's really learning to trust our body's wisdom, trust the emotion that your body is telling you and to heal through it on an emotional energetic level and releasing these blocks that your body's been holding on to. Mm, so good. And, and what are some ways that you've like built that you find support that? And, and I know you have an amazing group called the sacred sister circle that you've now perfected and, and had several groups run through, like, what are you finding is like, is there a common denominator for people? Like we all have different shit, right? Like you said, there's the little traumas, the big traumas. Sometimes she thinks her trauma is bigger than my, like we all have stuff. And even when you said before, like we have stuff stuck in our body that we respond with fight or flight. Like we call those triggers, right? Like I'm like, Ooh, I'm so triggered right now. And usually yeah. like you can go back to like, why, <clears throat> this other person or this other thing is triggering you to the place where that incident happened before, or that like relationship or whatever it might be. Um, what are, what are some of the things that like happen in a group like this? Because I think there's so many people that are craving this connection of a circle like this with, with other people who can hold that space. Um, but are scared. They're scared to like even get out there and get the help. Like they might still be doing traditional talk therapy with someone who doesn't have as much, um, education as you have around this. Um, can you want to walk through like what that experience is like for people to go through your program? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, tapping into, so like my sole purpose is really to, as you shared, like to assist people in trusting their body's wisdom, right. And to awaken their highest selves and to embody their infinite potential. So with that, we are really connecting to who we are really and why we are here and then supporting people in bringing that vision of theirs, that dream of theirs to fruition. Right. So 
on my journey of over six years of coaching now, I've invested so much time and energy and money within myself and my business. And within the business, I noticed one common theme is that I kept investing in these programs over and over and over again. And it was the same program just being regurgitated. It was like this cookie cutter business model that people call bro marketing, which I love that terminology, which is great. It works for some, but not all, right? And so what I do is because sure, you wanna open a Pilates studio, but if you have all of these old emotions, these old belief systems that your body's been holding on to, sure, you're gonna open your Pilates studio, but are you gonna be able to support yourself energetically, emotionally, in holding that energy of the Pilates studio. So a lot of the work that I do is to really assist people in coming back and trusting their body's wisdom, creating a safe and safety deep within, and really work on, again, releasing the emotional blocks, the energetic blocks, whether it's subconscious or whether it's within your body, holding on to it as a form of protecting us from, you know, getting activated or triggered. Um, so it's really working on the emotional and energetic body is what a lot of the work that I facilitate. So, and in, in this circle, I combine, I've upgraded, I've up-leveled it. So now individuals receive one-on-one coaching, they receive group coaching um, with Q&A, hot seat coaching. And um, now I'm incorporating my own like embodiment practices, uh, really speaking into like the energetics of business. And then um, they also will receive a Voxer mastermind within that as well. So full, full circle support, emotional and energetic, and then the accountability piece as well in between our time with one another. So. Oh my gosh. Like that sounds like an epic container that people would want to be in for a long time, especially because if you can find a place where you can grow along other people who are on like a similar journey, like that's sounds so powerful. And I know for myself, like trying to skip that kind of stuff and open the business and do the, what I call the masculine work of just the doing and the hustling and the grinding, like 99% of us can do that. And it's just a matter of when are you going to hit the wall and when are you not going to be able to energetically like show up for the team that you built or the space that you created or the kids that you have or the relationship that you have, because you can only operate at that level for so long. And that's why literally I have this conversation around burnout all the time. And I'm like, it's not burnout. That's not the right word that you're feeling. Burnout is a result of you not dealing with the other stuff. And so when you can get back in alignment and get re familiar with your body and knowing what your limits are, like you won't generally allow yourself to get into that state. Um, overwhelmed is one thing. Busy is another thing. Like that happens all the time, of course, but energetically, like how can you realign and say like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So even though I'm feeling busy and maybe a little overwhelmed and stressed, like I don't feel burnt out. I'm doing the things I'm supposed to be doing. And so I'm sure watching people like find their truest potential and get relit up about what is possible for their life. And then also have the energetics of business coaching and like a safe space to share that in. It's gotta be like epically powerful. Yeah, Ugh. it truly is. Yeah. It's transformational. And it's something that I wish I had along my journey. And it's like, I, I thought I had to recreate something, but it's like, no, it was my intuition that guided this. And I resisted the hell out of it because you know, when COVID came about, I was doing in-person retreats, Costa Rica, here on Vancouver Island, that was my jam. And 
as many, we were forced to show up online and this is what something that just was divinely guided and came through. And um, yeah, it's something that I wish I had when I first started and yeah, it's, it's, it's honestly the best. I love it. So. Yeah. And I think we also skipped over a part because you were teaching yoga for a long time too, weren't you? Yeah, I still teach, I still teach yoga. So Kundalini yoga is also like a very powerful practice in working on releasing emotional and energetic blocks and like that somatic release, right? So again, our body holds on to this energy. And so when we release, we can have the release, whether it's through tears or through yawning or through feeling big emotions that are coming up that we've been suppressing throughout the years. Um, so it's, yeah, that's, just this big release, the somatic release. So, so many different powerful tools. So many. So I'm guaranteeing like some of you listening are probably like, Ooh, that, that little bit I resonate or I, that's me, or there's a part of me that like, I've noticed that block or that resistance or whatever it might be. So what are some tools or some kind of tips that you can give people if they're feeling like a like stuck right now, or if there's feeling like all of the things we were just sharing, or if their story is similar to the story that you had, um, is it starting with yoga? What would you say to somebody who comes to you and is just like, you know, has all these things going on? Like, where do they even start if they want to just like have something to take away right away from this, this podcast? Yeah, well, our breath is our greatest and most under, underutilized tool, you know? And um, I know for some, like when you think of breath work, it can feel really activating and perhaps overwhelming in itself. But if you could just simply just plug your right nostril and have your fingers pointing up as their antennas and just begin inhaling through your left nostril and exhale through your left nostril and just do this up to 26 times even a few minutes, this really helps in eliminating the overwhelm, the over anxiousness that we might be experiencing. And so, yeah, it's, it's so important because when we are in the state of just that heightened state, we're in our heads, right? So it's like, how can I drop back into my body? Because our body holds the key, right? This is our this is where the divine wisdom resides is within our body. So it's like, what can I do to get back into my body? And so body leads, mind follows. And it's just really taking that moment to take a break, take a pause. And it's like, what can, what tool can I whip out right now just to come back to my center? And that is something that you can do just like that to bring yourself back into a state. That's so good. Cause how many of us, like if you're in the industry, like, I mean, I used to go out for a cigarette. That was my breath work. And then <laughs> And then once I stopped smoking, it was like a snack. I would eat my feelings or I would eat my break or I'd, you know, or then it turned into like multiple cups of coffee or diet Coke or caffeinating myself to like numb the things that were coming up for me instead of actually tuning back into my body. And once I started implementing little bits of breath work, because for me, breath work was introduced in a really intense way where there was a lot of release and it was like an actual hour long, you know, whole thing. And then once I learned there was different methods of breathing and different methods of like a simple, something simple like this, like 26 times or a few minutes. And just to be able to do that in, in a day where you don't have time for an hour long session, you know, or to drive somewhere to do that. Like we, 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 me, I don't know, some of you maybe overcomplicate things to the point that we don't do them. Right. And I think that's really like the core of what you do and teach and how you help people is like, it's scary to like unlearn things and to, and to 
say, Hey, these were my presets, but I want to like redefine who I am and how I show up. And by doing this kind of work, like you can start with one little thing and then move to the next one. You don't have to do it all in one sitting, but if you are ready for like some change, like I would strongly suggest finding someone like Megan in your life to either just follow on social media to get some good nuggets from, from time to time, or even investing into a program that's going to help unlock whatever potential is being smothered by the doing that you're showing up and doing or the mothering or the relationship and all the things that we all deal with. Um, because this kind of practice and this work is so transformational. And I just thank you for creating the space. And I know how hard it is for you to like hold this energy sometimes and do this thing that you were put here to do, but like without people like you, it, it wouldn't have the transformational effect and the residual effect of someone helping you get to this place. And then you then be able to lead other people to this, because as a collective, we all need to learn how to operate like this. Cause, cause could you imagine how great the world would be, you know? Oh, I know. I know. Yeah. If we took personal responsibility, right. But yeah, one of my favorite quotes uh, is run towards your shadows and you'll be set free, but mm. it can be so scary. Right. And it can feel so overwhelming and not knowing where to begin. But, um, I, speaking from personal experience, like I would often fantasize about not being here any longer, you know, and I couldn't imagine what my life would look like today. It probably wouldn't be here if I didn't commit to following that light within me and um, committing to this work and this deep healing and then supporting others along their journey as well. So I love that. Thank you for doing what you do. If, if anybody wants to like pick Megan's brain, this is the the thing that she's created. It's been so wonderful. And I've seen a few other of my um, peers create this and it's, it's, it's called Voxer coaching. So Voxer is just a platform where you can connect with people. It's similar to voice messaging or um, you know, the WhatsApp or whatever, but you can have somebody like Megan in your back pocket for that accountability or that ear to listen to. Um, it's a really simple um, way to connect and just start to explore what getting some guidance around this looks like. So I really encourage you guys, if you have any questions, just reach out to Megan because she's amazing. I can't speak more highly of her. Um, and just the way that like being able to calm down my nervous system has allowed for me to create the space to do the things that I'm doing now. Because for the longest time I wanted to do all the stuff that I'm doing, I just kept getting in my own way with fear, the perfectionism, not thinking I was good enough, the limiting beliefs, the now is not the right time. Like you name it. I had that excuse and it was a good enough one for me to just not do the thing, not do the thing, not show up the way I wanted to. And right. It doesn't really get easier. You just get a little bit stronger. And when you get rooted in like clarity and your mission and why you're here, like all of the rest kind of falls in place and makes so much more sense. Doesn't it? Oh, hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. It's um, I think the new language is, you know, just how can I regulate my nervous system? Right. And thank goodness that we've come to this awareness because once we come into this place of regulating our nervous system, get back into that flow state, like anything's possible. Right. So it's really learning, like when you are dropped in, how does that feel for you? Right. Or if you're activated, what's going on for you and what can you bring yourself back to center? Or if you're feeling low and like in that low frequency, what can you do to bring yourself back to that? aligned energy so you are in this high functioning state of having a regulated nervous system so you can hold that space hold that capacity to move where you are and beyond so right and to can in can 
create whatever it is that you're trying to put out into the world, whether it's just behind the chair business, whether you're starting your own business, whether you're a creator, whether you just randomly have fallen on this podcast and you're not in the beauty industry, maybe you're a coach or you want to be, or you want to get into education, like, yeah, being able to implement these practices. So do you have any day-to-day practices that are like non-negotiables for you? Cause you know, I always talk about that stuff for me is like, it's my morning ritual, my journaling, my meditation and my movement. Like what is like, the things that support you or what are your practices that support you so that you can show up and and be who you need to be every day? Yeah. Well, I wake up and I go out, I have my little studio out in my garage and I have my rebounders. So I plug in something more than likely it's usually Abraham Hicks and I listen to Abraham Hicks while I'm doing my rebounder workout. And then I drop into my meditation. I typically do a Kundalini meditation and um, with that, I, I often do like a Kundalini Kriya as well, just movement so I can get back into my body. And so really supporting myself first and foremost, because if I am not filling up my well, then I have nothing else to give to others. So that is like my non-negotiable that I do every day. And then I also love to hike in nature with my dogs. So those are two things that I do every day. And that's really something that's really allowed me to continue to drop into my body and, and not get so trapped up in our heads. Right. Right. And would you say, did you have either of these practices or such a strict routine with yourself before you got to this amazing place in your life? Did you have any, like, cause for me, I didn't, I would, you know, get up when I needed and it was like hustle, go, go, go. It was never, I didn't have anything like that set in stone to support myself. Therefore, like the day was usually like chaotic, messy. And by the end of the day, I was just exhausted, drained and stressed out. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had this routine of dropping in for quite a few years now. When I first started, like my, I've been free from the eating disorder for almost nine years. So a lot of people ask, like, what can I attribute that to? And it, honestly, I, I feel it's just like a strong meditation practice, a strong like movement practice, whether it was like hiking or my rebounder or yoga, but I would say I've been fully committed since being my coaching journey, like the last six years, this is something that I am super committed to doing. So, yeah. And and I would say anybody that we know in the industry that's doing high level things has like a set of non-negotiable practices, whether it's simple things like our old mentors too, that they go for their morning and evening walk and they have their dedicated workout and, you know, you're eating to support your, your things. Like anytime I'm speaking or doing anything, I make sure I do a really intense workout in the morning, like more strenuous than I normally do. So I can release all of that in order to like calmly show up and feel really grounded. And so if it's, if you're more like me and you're a little high strung, like through heavy, intense, like it's only 30 minutes that I do, but like I walk away, like that's my, I leave it all there. And then I can go into whatever the next thing I need to do and I can tap in and connect a lot better. So if you guys are struggling to put together like morning rituals or practices, I would pick like one or two things that you can start to do every single day, every single morning at like a similar time in order to like create that momentum of a habit. And, and then once that kind of feels rooted and like you got that one down, like what's one more thing that you can add, even if it's like an evening ritual, I remember one of my girls, we were talking about how we had this like really good like morning practice, but she would say in the evening, she had no structure and she, she was like, I need to create an evening routine. And I know you like are big on taking baths and having like a calming evening. And I just, I've really tried to dedicate the last hour of my day 
to the same thing, like turning the TV off, getting off the phone, like reconnecting. Maybe even if I just read for 10 minutes, lighting the candle and like, maybe if you need a warm shower, like pick a couple of things that are going to help you realize the day is coming to an end and how can you leave the day there so that the next day is, you know, ready for you and you're left the negative stuff if there was any. Um, okay, Megan, I know your, your, your thing is launching soon. So it's middle of February when we're recording this episode, this will come out in a few weeks, but April 11th, I know you dropped the date for me. Can I, am I allowed to share that? Yeah. <laughs> Um, so you guys, if you're at all curious, um, as to working with Megan, just shoot her a DS, tell her, tell her hello, tag us in the, the podcast episode, take a screenshot or whatever of the episode and share it with anyone who you think could use to listen to this. Um, and if you can take a moment to rate and review the podcast, that would mean the world. And where can we find you on social media? What's your Instagram? I am now at, uh, the Megan Weir. So yeah, the M-E-G-H-A-N-W-E-I-R. So. Perfect. And you guys can get all the information on there if you have any questions. Oh, I'm so excited for you and this oh. people you're going to change your life. But I love that you created the Voxer, like easy accessibility. And honestly, if you do go through programs, like there's, there's such a need for like the follow-up and accountability. So anybody who goes through your programs will also have the follow-up connection piece to you. Because like you, we've been through so many programs that teach us some strategy and then they kind of drop you and say, here, good luck. But yeah. like, with this, it's so much more. And then we can stay in contact with you. So that's, that's a beautiful thing that you created. Thank you. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty stoked about it. And um, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a wild ride and it's been so worth it. Just figuring out what works best for us as individuals. Right. Totally. Awesome. Yeah. If you guys love this episode, like I said, please rate and review it, share it with someone that you love and we will see you guys in the next one.